As the trade deadline approaches, we discuss the latest Islanders trade rumors, plus a full preview of tonight's game in Ottawa and our weekly farm report. All that and a lot more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. We have got a lot to discuss on a busy show today, including the latest trade rumors concerning your New York Islanders. But first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am also live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me game time for instant insight and analysis. And it's always great to interact with Islanders fans game time or anytime. So please, you know, you can email, you can comment on Twitter. And of course, you can make comments on our YouTube page, take our latest polls there as well. So please get in touch. Always great to talk Islanders hockey with everybody. Trade rumors, you know, the trade deadline from the NHL is now about five and a half, six weeks away. And some interesting trade news going on on the Jeff Marrick show, the uh, Tuesday edition, when they had Elliot Friedman on as a guest and there were rumors that the Marrick and Friedman discussed about the Islanders being interested in Arizona Coyotes defenseman Jacob Chikrin and basically you know there have been rumors to that effect going back to you know the 2021-2022 season or even the offseason slightly before that but you know Friedman had an interesting quote, and I'm going to read from it. 
He said, I wonder if the philosophy is going to change. He's referring, of course, to the Islanders. I'll be honest, someone told me uh, the other day the Islanders were looking around at Chikrin. It makes a little bit of sense because one of the things Lane Lambert talked about in the morning skate was one of the problems they have is breaking out of their own zone. Now, Adam Pellick has been hurt, and that affects their game, although he was back Monday night. They have a deep defense, so I'm not sure that's going to work. Knowing what the price is for Chikrin, I don't know if it makes sense for the Islanders to pay it. Then Friedman states, I think the question is going to become, you had a great run with this group. It's probably at the end. Where do you adjust to now? I think all their resources should be poured into finding a scorer. Where can you find a scorer? Then Marek chimed in and, and mentioned Patrick Lane, although there's no uh, word that the Blue Jackets are looking to trade Lane. And then Vladimir Tarasenko came up later in the conversation, the Blues sniper. But again, uh, Tarasenko just getting off the injured reserve yesterday, Tuesday. So hopefully uh, the Islanders will make sure he's physically sound. Now, Tarasenko, 31 years old. But it's interesting to hear what is out there and the rumors. First of all, Jacob Chikrin, he's young, he's mobile. He would fill a need in my book if you were to acquire Chikrin in a deal, you know, that that's Sebastian Ajo goes back to being the seventh defenseman or back to Bridgeport. Uh, and, and then all of a sudden you have two really solid offensive puck-moving defensemen. But I don't think that that need is as great as the need for the scoring forward. And... You know, according to an article in The Athletic, the Coyotes, who are in a full, you know, tank for Bedard rebuilding mode, they're asking for two first-round picks plus a prospect for Chikrin. And I can tell you right now that they could ask for whatever they want. That doesn't mean they're going to get it. But under no circumstances should the Islanders even spend one first-round pick plus a prospect to get Chikrin uh, unless he signs a very team-friendly long-term kind of a deal because the Islanders haven't had a first-round pick since 2019. And after Atu Ratu and maybe William Dufour, there's not a lot of offensive prospects in this system right now. The time has come for the Islanders to actually start making some first-round picks or maybe even stockpiling some future first-round picks. So I think Chikrin would be a nice addition to the to the team, but I just don't see the Islanders spending that much capital that they're already kind of short on in order to get a puck-moving defenseman, especially when the return to the lineup of Adam Pellick should help the breakout uh, significantly. Once Pellick is back in sh game shape and, and, and back up to speed, as we all know he can be. Then you talk about your Lane, your Timo Myers, your Tarasenko's, uh, you know, Patrick Kane. 
Ideally, if I'm the Islanders, I would like to get a younger, healthier player. Uh, Patrick Kane would have great leadership. Uh, Tarasenko's health has been a big issue lately. Lane would be younger, but I don't know if he's good enough defensively, so there's that issue on the back end. A lot of things up in the air, a lot of things out there to consider. Timo Meyer would be young, but the Islanders, I think, would have to sign him to an extension before agreeing to a deal with him from San Jose. But, you know, these are the sort of the rumors that are out there. And, you know, as far as Chikrin is concerned, no. Uh, I wouldn't give up two number ones and then like William Dufour or Atu Ratu uh, in order to get Jacob Chikrin. Uh, Even though he's 24 and he would be a great piece to the team, they have greater needs elsewhere. And I think overall that, you know, Friedman is right when he says they need a goal scorer a lot more then they need a puck-moving defenseman. So, fingers crossed, and hopefully the Islanders do something to make this team better. But those are the latest rumors that are out there. Uh, and, you know, Friedman and Marek are two respected people who are not just going to make up rumors and start spreading them. These are people who, you know, know their stuff, have their ears to the ground, and are reporting on what they hear from insider sources. So we'll see what Lou Lamorello does, if anything. I mean, that's always been the issue right now with Lou, the old, oh, if you have time, take it, Lou. You don't have a lot more time. But let's see what, if anything, Lamorello does for the Islanders as we get closer to the trade deadline. And yes, We will increase our coverage of the trade deadline and all the rumors associated with it as we get closer to the beginning of March. We have got more to get to on today's episode. We have got our weekly farm report, and we've got a full preview of tonight's game against the Ottawa Senators on the road. All that and a lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. When you place your first $5 bet, just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads and player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Islanders tonight in Ottawa. Do you think the Islanders have what it takes to win on the road? Check out the odds at FanDuel. It's all on the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, hockey fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So the Islanders tonight heading to Ottawa to take on the Senators, the Sens, tied for seventh 
right now in the Atlantic Division with 43 points in 46 games. They're 20, 23, and 3 on the season. Uh, they are tied with Montreal for 7th, but Ottawa does have one fewer game played. Goal scored has been a problem all year for the Sens. They are 26th in the league in that category, a little bit closer to the middle in goals against with 19th. Their special teams are good, and I'm going to say this flat out. If the Islanders hope to win this game tonight, they are going to have to stay out of the penalty box. That parade to the penalty box with the lazy holdings and hooking and tripping and interference calls that we have seen far too often from this Islanders hockey team in recent weeks. Okay, who am I kidding? All season long, not going to get it done against Ottawa. Five on five, the Senators struggle. But with the extra attacker, they are fourth in the league with a 26.3% success rate on the power play. You stay out of the penalty box, you should be able to limit the sends to two goals or fewer. And we know how important that is for the Islanders, especially recently. The penalty kill is 10th in the league, so that's solid. But the Senators are near the bottom of the league in penalty minutes as a team, 28th or 4th from the bottom. So, you know, the Sens get themselves into trouble by taking too many penalties. I only hope the Islanders' power play can somehow start to click and take advantage of those opportunities. It is not an easy uh, thing for the Islanders to do. The Sens right now have lost four of their last five. Their only win coming a week ago today at home against the Penguins, but then they lost in Pittsburgh 4-1, to lost at home against the Winnipeg Jets 5-1, to and uh, before that, went over Pittsburgh, lost in St. Louis, got blown out in Colorado. Brady Kachuk, by far their most productive player, 17 goals, 47 points in 46 games. Tim Schultz is 43 points in 42 games. He leads the team uh, with 20 goals. Claude Giroux, 15 goals, 40 points. And Drake Batherson and Alex Debrinkit, the other big goal scorers for this team. But injuries are a factor right now. Tyler Mott on IR, Rourke Cartier on IR, Artem Zub and Josh Norris both out on IR, and that doesn't help the Sens. You look at the line combination, Stutzla, could Brady Kachuk, Matthew Joseph, that's the top line, followed by Ridley Gregg, Alex Debrinkit, and Claude Giroux, a very uh, talented second uh, pair, a trio. Shane Pinto centers the third line with Derek Broussard to his left, Drake Batherson to his right, Mark Kastelik, Centers the fourth line, Parker Kelly and Austin Watson flanking him. On the blue line, it's Thomas Chabot and Nick Holden, followed by Jake Sanderson and ex-Islander Travis Hamanek in the second pair, and Eric uh, Brandstrom uh, and Zakita Zaitsev on the third pairing. The goaltending duo, Cam Talbot, and Anton Forsberg, and for what it's worth against Winnipeg in the last game, and they didn't play well, gave up uh, the five goals, 
but it was Anton Forsberg in that game. So Cam Talbot, the most likely uh, player or goaltender who the Islanders are going to face on the year. Cam Talbot, 11-13-1, a 2.95 goals against average, and a 9.03 save percentage. His numbers across the board better than Forsberg. He's 8-10-2 with an 8.99 save percentage and a 3-3-4 goals against. In order to get this win, the Islanders have to stay out of the penalty box. We talked about that. They're going to have to do a better job of clearing the puck. And, you know, it's something we have seen so often recently when you've only had more than three or more goals once in your last 10 games, haven't scored a goal in the third period in any of your last 10 games. I'm going to say it in three simple words. Islanders, you got to shoot the puck. This team doesn't shoot enough. They need to do that more frequently and create better chances and They've got to do a better job of clearing the zone. Stay out of the penalty box. Those are the three big keys for the Islanders if they hope to find a way to beat Ottawa in Ottawa. And look, that is uh, not the easiest thing in the world. Islanders won the first meeting between these two teams. 4-2, to that game was also in Ottawa. They meet again on Valentine's Day night. That's February 14th, 7.30, when the Senators will make their only appearance this year at the UBS Arena. Should be a good game uh, tonight, and the Islanders desperately need the win to get back on track. As we've said, you know, this slump couldn't come at a worse time, and the Islanders struggling to get back into the game and the playoff hunt. All right, we've got a lot to discuss on today's show. We've got our weekly farm report. We'll talk all things Bridgeport Islanders. We've got that and a whole lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our weekly farm report. And the Bridgeport Islanders... Kind of getting a little better. You know, they had that big uh, late December, early January swoon. And why? Well, we know why. Because this team, half of Bridgeport's roster, was up with the big club, with the New York Islanders who were dealing with so many injuries. But uh, this past week, two games for Bridgeport. And, you know, they ended up splitting the two contests for what it was worth they're stabilized, but they're not quite winning the way they were earlier in the season. Friday, a 1-0 win in overtime against the Rochester Americans. The only goal, William Dufour, his second career overtime game winner, and a 40-save shutout for veteran Corey Schneider, uh, his 40th pro shutout, and it was a 1-0 win for Bridgeport at home, and boy, did this team need that win last Friday? Then on Saturday, the Islanders end up uh, getting two goals from Samuel Balduk, but they end up losing this game 3-2 to two, uh, to the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. Again, a home game. 23 saves for Corey Schneider. Uh, 
in two periods of action, but Skarek, Jakob Skarek, relieves him for the third. Skarek stopped all seven shots he faced, but it wasn't enough. But Samuel Bolduc does get a pair of goals, and the loss, 3-2, to two, ends a two-game win streak that the Bridgeport Islanders had. We mentioned Samuel Bolduc, and he did come up and play for the New York Islanders, but uh, Bolduc is going to represent Bridgeport at the 2023 AHL All-Star Classic, that game being played uh, the weekend, All-Star Weekend, February 5th and 6th at Laval, uh, Quebec. So that one is good, and, and Bolduc, uh, leading all Islander defensemen, with 23 points in 34 games. He is uh, definitely well-deserving of the All-Star honors, but let's see whether or not he is sticking with the big club. I get the feeling he'll be with the New York Islanders for another couple of games and then head back down to Bridgeport. But I liked what I saw during his debut with the New York Islanders, and we will discuss that a little bit more soon. As far as the uh, point totals for Bridgeport, Chris Terry, 37 points in 35 games, 26 assists. That leads the team. Andy Andreoff next. He is the team's leading goal scorer with 19. He has 34 points. Ruslan Ishkakov has nine goals, 28 points in 37 games. And William Dufour, 14 goals. That places him second on the team. 26 points. That places him fourth. Balduk with 26 points. Also eight goals, 18 assists. And Arno Durando, 26 points. He has seven goals and 19 assists in 40 games. As far as the goaltenders are concerned, Corey Schneider is by far the best goalie this team has. A 2-4-4 goals against a 9-26 save percentage. Compare that to Skarek with a 3-7-5 goals against average and an 8-77 save percentage. And the one-loss record speak for themselves. Corey Schneider, 13-4-2 on the year. Jakob Skarek, 4-9-3. Again, Skarek, who is considered one of the prospects in this team's system, he's got to pick up his game in the second half. In the standings right now, three points separate the third-place Charlotte Checkers from the eighth-place Bridgeport Islanders right now in the Atlantic Division. So you got Hershey and Providence at the top, and then a 10-point gap between them and third-place Charlotte, and only three points separating Charlotte from Bridgeport and every other team in the division in between. The schedule for this week... For the uh, the Bridgeport Islanders, they have three games, all of them on the road. Now, tonight, Wednesday night, a 7 o'clock Eastern time start, the rivalry between Bridgeport and Hartford, the Islanders Farm Club and the Rangers Farm Club. That's a Wednesday, 7 o'clock Eastern time start in Hartford. Saturday, 6.05 Eastern time, the Bridgeport Islanders visit Wilkes-Barre Scranton. And then on Sunday at 5 o'clock Eastern Time, they visit the Hershey Bears. So three pivotal road games for Bridgeport this weekend. And that will close out the month of February 
for the, uh, excuse me, the month of January for the Bridgeport Islanders. Please join us each and every Wednesday here on Locked on Islanders when we have our weekly farm report and we talk about some of the Islanders' top prospects down in Bridgeport and keep you up to date on all things Bridgeport Islanders. You know, tonight's game is critical for the New York Islanders because you look at the schedule right now and there is no doubt that it isn't going to get easier. The Islanders only have, you know, three games left, including tonight's game, before the All-Star break. It's at Ottawa and then home against Detroit and Vegas. That's three games. And if you want to end this five-game losing streak and get back into the playoff hunt, and the Islanders right now are five points behind Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh has two games in hand. So, you know, you got to win at least two of these three games to get back into the playoff hunt, and hopefully that is something this Islanders team can find a way to do. But uh, it isn't going to be easy. They are going to have to play better hockey than what they've played in recent weeks. Let's see if Lane Lambert can get this team to play smarter positional hockey and just get back into the swing of things like they were playing, you know, they were playing better earlier in the season. There's no way around that. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We will be back tomorrow with our key takeaways from this game against the Senators. And uh, we'll have the latest injury news, plus uh, a whole lot more. And again, uh, only two more games left after tonight before the All-Star break. Friday against Detroit at home, Saturday against Vegas. Have a great day, everyone. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.